Hello friends, it's time to drop the needle on another episode of Super Sonic Chat. This is the music podcast full of debates, jousts and thought experiments, all done in the name of entertainment. My name is Adrian Warhope. And my name's Leon Leroux. Adrian, as the keeper of the questions and the crafter of the conundrums for this investigation into beauty and meaning, what exquisite tidbits have you sampled and sandwiched between glass slides for us to peer down at through our conversational conversational microscopes today, my old pal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leon, listeners, there's a story about famous author Ernest Hemingway that he takes yeah. a bet that he couldn't write a story in six words. He grabs a napkin. <laughs> he writes briefly upon that napkin. He shows it and everyone pays up. His story is this. For sale. Baby shoes. Never worn. Oh. Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh. And, <laughs> and it's a tragedy all in one. That'll like, rattle around your genre. brain box for a while. That'll oh. take you on a world of wonder in six words. And that oh, got goodness. me thinking about the beauty of succinct song craft, of saying mm. a lot by saying little. It also got me from to... the, the song Beirut, Two Blue Eyes. Do you remember we oh, chatted yeah. about Beirut, Two oh, Blue yeah. Eyes? And that, and that yeah. wonderful, simple phrase, that merry-go-rounded my head. Did I fall in love with you? Or did I fall in love with California? Did I fall in love with Just like Hemingway, so he tells a story in and of itself that that just rattled yep. around. You know, so I've been pondering. Or Doctor Seuss, who wrote, or Doctor Seuss, who wrote three through Green Eggs and Ham in fifty words. Is that it? Fifty words. Yeah, it? it was a bet. That was also a bet for like with a mate that he couldn't use fifty words or less to write a whole book. One of the <laughs> a whole book done. Yeah, done. yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And says so much. Very, yeah. very good. So, so that's it. I've been pondering simple songs, not the many famous, dense, intricate, you know, uh, a lot of lyrics, but those that manage to yeah. say a lot with so little. So what, yeah. we're going to talk about those six word types. Like the songs I've got are more than yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. You'll see what I yeah. mean. Totally. Well, I, I, look, I've been increasingly drawn to songs with little words or actually no words. Um, like when I was at art school at uni, um, we had this great stereo, like everyone was painting in silence for some weird reason, but we're like, no, we need some music. So I found this wonderful stereo at Vinnie's and my mate, Glenn, he was, he used to love playing music with no words. And I was at the time too young to understand how music other than classical music could have no words. And I'm like, when it, I asked him, when are the vocals starting? <laughs> and he, and he was like, so, like rock music doesn't need vocals and to oh, me this was yeah. like oh hang on because i was like 18 and like I was too too musically illiterate to understand yep. and he was right into punk and i think that the one of the origins of of music that has lyrics where there's hardly any words actually comes from punk uh, i i mean i agree mm. that it's simple in instrumentation and simple yeah. in but saying a lot in yeah yeah lyrics. yeah uh, and and you I, know, like, I thought you were going like... to talk about instrumental music. I'm like, it's just instrumental music. No, no, no. But you're right. But rock no, music no. without vocals, that was a revelation. Like Mogwai and some of those great 
uh, instrumental, um, yeah, bands yeah. say a lot. And when Nova. there's only a few words, it tends to create repetition. Yep. And I reckon repetition of words and phrases can actually sometimes be more powerful than cramming more words Ooh, in. Yeah. Like kind of like a hypnosis or something like that. And yeah. and I think the other thing that cutting back on words can do is give equal or or greater measure to the music itself. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and, and the music allows the vocals to be represented in different ways. So you hear the same line yes. over and over again, sometimes with yes. different production, solo or mm. backing vocals or emphasis or introspective delivery. Yes. And, and it gives the lyrics a chance to echo in your head. What do they mean? What did the writer mean? What does it mean to you? They're saying that phrase yep. again. Oh, there's those yep. words. And it just hits you in many different ways. And that could be a really wonderful experience. So that's kind of yeah. where I want to get to today. I've got a few. Yeah, other yeah me too. I, me. I was just using the 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 idea of no lyrics as a as a segue yeah. to my to to one of the first things I want to talk about, which is punk, which is a punk yep. song. Okay. And um, but like I also do want to acknowledge the the irony in in us as podcasters being the entire thing that we do is using lots of words <laughs> and talking about little only little words <laughs> so and i also what i'd like to actually just skip over the entire electronic genre like i'm not gonna go there because okay, i think that i've got tends two in the use... electronic genre but i okay, agree i'm not going to because i think it tends to use as words as a, as a thematic driver and yeah. and like texture rather than um a way to build meaning you know i agree with you like, but the two that i've chosen one's funny and one's one's serious the two that i've chosen i want to talk mm. about how the lyrics actually are, uh, play a part other than you're right thematic styling in a normal electronic song but yes, yes. jump on in yeah well, what came song? to mind was what came to mind with with the electronic one was daft punk which just says three words 144 times around the world oh yeah <laughs> And it, yeah. it's, it's very funny because you, if you want to look that up, you can look up the lyrics of of that song. <laughs> you can look it's it up, genius. but it's on the internet. Yeah. And it, it doesn't just say around the world. It says repeat, just line after line yes. after line after line. It does. How, how many it says say? every single one of them. Yeah. 144. <laughs> <laughs> what a song, though. What a song. All right. Okay. okay. So, the, so let's get into it, man. Like the first yeah. one I want to talk about actually is basically all of the Ramones. Basically, every single oh. song of the Ramones is repetitive as can be. Yeah. But the song I've chosen is Judy is a Punk. You know this song? Uh, it rings a bell. Judy is a Punk. That. Judy is a one. They both went on a bell and joined the ice capades. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. Perhaps they'll die. Oh, yeah. And that's it. That's the whole. And then they just say, <laughs> perhaps they die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> four times and then yes. the great thing is the second verse says second verse same as the first Second verse, goes, same as the first, <laughs> and just does it again. And, <laughs> and wonderfully then, simple. Yeah. And then the third, and then they say third verse, different from the first, but 
the literal only difference is that instead of saying they both went down to Berlin and joined the Ice Capades, it was they both went down to Frisco, joined the SLA. And that is the only <laughs> difference in the third verse. But I what it. I think it does, it's beautiful because because yeah. by repeating it, it actually is it thumbs the nose th thumbs their nose at um, traditional um, aesthetics and traditional yeah. um, thoughtful lyrics, you know, Some like Bob craft. Dylan or exactly yep. and it's like you know what we're just gonna sing about someone being a punk and and like you know maybe they, they're gonna die yeah, maybe they'll die we don't know why they're a punk but you know <laughs> that's that's that and that's all it is and it's kind of like it, it it encapsulates and embodies what punk is by not trying to write anything deep and meaningful and like i like i love the irony that it makes it meaningful by doing that yeah so do you think it's playing? Okay. Question. Do you, cause the Ramones one dumb punk, yeah. but two smart and saying something subversive. Yeah. There's a bit more going yeah. on. Do you, do you yeah. agree? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And that, that's, that's why I've chosen this as the first, first example is that it seems superficial, but there's actually a, yeah. I think a deeper idea and a deeper poetry within it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, um, you know, like the other song beat on the brat, right? Beat on the brat yeah. with a baseball bat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Oh, and then what can you do? Um, what can you do with a brat uh, that's always on your back? What can you lose? And that's the entire song, Yes. you know, and this is, this, this is what they do. Like this is their whole, their whole thing, but it's kind of like, I don't even think that punk probably that was new in punk in terms of music, but it's not, an, it wasn't a new idea. It's like more like the movement of Dada art that I've spoken about before. It's like you're taking an anti-aesthetic yes. because you're, ta you're, you're going, I am doing something different to what the rest of society does because I don't believe that society is something that is my it, that I agree with I don't yep. believe that society is good and I think that I should try and deconstruct society by doing something completely alternative to what society expects or accepts yeah and the Ramones might not have sat down and written the manifesto in as many words no but they went you know what this feels right this feels yes. good we want to do this and yes the, the, you know by expressing and building a movement and creating some art the meaning and other stuff flow, you know? Um, yeah, totally. And I think impressive. that happened in grunge too, you know, the same yep. sort of thing happened in grunge and, and, you know, things, it cycles around and it cycles around, but I think it shows a despondency and like a lack of trust in the culture in which they live yep. by doing something deliberately counter and something that's deliberately going to um, just try and destroy that, that culture by creating creating something that young people love that is the opposite to what the older people love you know yeah and every and again, generation does this yes and, and art can encapsulate in the aesthetic and the sound and the expression what people are feeling but can't put their finger on necessarily you know yes it's um exactly. it's well, that's political what good art does yeah yes yeah it, yeah, yeah exactly there's a you know but well, it, the, yeah there was a, there was a lot it's not overtly political no but it's no. it's it's kind of encapsulating the 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 mood of that particular generation and yep. the yeah like i was saying that that complete um lack of faith 
in the older generation and, and the established traditions and the established um, concepts that, yeah. that people hold up to be important. You know, so it's like, okay, so you want li- lyrics to be meaningful? I'm going to give you non-meaning. You want yes. lyrics to, to be poetic? I'm going to, yeah, they're going to rhyme, but they're not going to be poetic. You know, yeah. oh, I can't repeat the same verse? Yes, I can, and I'm actually going to state it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, and there's, there's a, yeah, it's 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 and it's great and it's and it's gutsy and it's bold yeah. and it's art even though it's not necessarily like I guess it's kind of like what pop art used to be. It's like taking yep. um what is considered low and making it and elevating it. Mm. It's a it's a middle finger with a wink and a smile. You know. It's- <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. That's, that's good. Yeah. Can you just re- can you just read the lyrics again to Judy is a punk? Just I didn't catch it exactly <laughs> so the first. Can you just read it? Read okay. It? Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. It goes. It goes. Judy is a punk. Oh, sorry. Jackie is a punk. Judy is a runt. They both went down to Berlin and joined the Ice Capades. And oh, I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. Perhaps they'll die. Oh yeah. Perhaps they'll die. Oh yeah. That's and it. And then perhaps I'll, yeah. And then like that line two more times. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good, man. Yeah. You, you, like the Ramones are incredible. They're they so are. good. They are. And like I love it. They they like every song does kind of sound the same, but that that's what's great about it too. You know, it's yep. like they're just three chords. Every song is pretty much three chords, yep. and they've just got like repetitive lyrics and they're like, they've got lots of oh yeahs and like lots of, yeah. um, you know, stuff that's not necessarily um, like that. It's not like necessarily summed up with like a, a, a killer line, but it's kind of, it just encapsulates the, the, um, what do you call it? The, the zeitgeist, the scene, the thank feel, you. the culture. That's the one, the zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah it encapsulates the zeitgeist of the time. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. great. Well, um, my my first song is an electronic song, and it's a little. It, I just want to start with this one. It's a little tongue in cheek, and and again, I don't yeah. overthink. Uh, you know, these things. I like to just to go. Okay, no. short songs. What pop, what bubbles yeah. up to the surface in my mind? Um, this is what I found interesting in the early two thousands. Um, this record was everywhere. It's by a Scottish electronic artist called Milo M Y L O. Um, and he okay. had an album called Destroy Rock and Roll. Never, never, and it was huge. Cool, cool huge, song. cool name. And yeah, and it never, and it never, he never followed it up, really did some remixes and stuff. Um, the song was called Drop the Pressure. I love this record a lot. Uh, had all these big singles, big commercial staples. You had this big, bouncy, fun, electronic dance music. Um, Drop the Pressure has this bouncy cartoon funk bass line, has this sort of thrilling vocoder freak out stuff. Um, Sweet. So it, it's a little bit Daft Punk. Um, okay. Uh, but. And like you said, electronic music can hit a vocal line and replay, reframe, represent, cut and paste yep. Yep. Um, to to effect. And it, this song yeah, does totally. it beautifully because all this song says, and swearing alert, language alert, all this song says is motherfucker's going to drop the pressure. That's it. But really, it's what it it's what it does that just made it interesting to me, right? So it starts 
when you listen to it on the radio, sometimes they wouldn't give a language warning because you can't, he, he sort of says it with a vocoder and an effect and you can't work out exactly what he's saying. Ah. And then after a while, you realize what he's saying and it, and it brings a wry grin to your face. Then he says this, there's a, a vocoder effect. So he goes up, you know, octaves up a bit and then drops out a little bit, but he doubles down on this hook. And that's when the genius and the silly fun really starts to make you smile. Okay. So he starts skipping on the word motherfucker yeah. as it goes up an octave. So it starts repeating, <laughs> just hammering this word, but you're not sure exactly what it's saying. You go, I, I don't uh -huh, know, it's uh -huh. like an effect in the song. It's a glitchy, effective vocoder song. And then he does it again and he even hammers it even shorter. And before yep. you know it, it is just repeating the word fuck over and over again. So are you saying that he, because of the vocoder effect, he managed to gorilla sneak this thing onto onto um, normal radio? I don't know. I, I like to think that. I don't know. But yeah, I think that okay. it was, it was um, camouflaged enough that parents yeah. wouldn't have to suddenly turn it off in, uh, in the car if the kids were in there. Uh, yeah. Because it just... It just sounds like he there's a there's a vocalization repeating this, yep. this kind of sound. And, you know... Um, the sound sort of starts to sound like the ele electro glitches around it. Gotcha. And, gotcha. You know, you know, the, the point is that um, the producer's ability to manipulate one shirt, short five word vulgar phrase by using yes. this effect and slipping up the octave and down the octave and chopping up the phrase yes. for full effect. Um, you know, that that's the, that's the point. Uh, there is a maximum freak out, full body moving effect surrounding all of this work. And I think that, yeah. you know, great music can be simple, silly, not in a wink fun. He's not yes. saying anything great, but I just liked the ability to, all right, yes, we know electronic music takes short phrases and repeats them and, and hammers them yeah. home. But he sliced and diced, showed some technique and made this one a little fun. That's, that's yeah, what and it's, I so it's like. This. So it's taking it's taking like a short phrase and just exploring the ins and outs of that phrase as much as humanly possible so that it cha the meaning changes and, and adapts like depending on what emphasis he's giving on what word. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he's making a statement. I think he was a no. young guy having some simple, silly fun. The next song I'll talk about is an electronic song. It does a similar thing with a more serious emotional effect. Oh, uh, but we'll get to that one in a cool. second. What was your second well, song? My, my next one is uh, by Sonic Youth. Oh, so yes. these guys, I'll put this in next because these guys are building on the old punk aesthetic, but it's like mm. post-punk, you know, like that their mm -hmm. first stuff, their, their early era stuff from um, um, can, the album or EP, I think it was, Confusion is Sex. Yeah. And so that's like a really like, you know, it's got like a really, really hand-drawn cover and things like that. And there's a particular song called shaking hell that's sung by Kim it. Gordon. Yep. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those really, really noisy 
eras of of um sonic youth this is late they 80s of, sonic youth right late 80s no, early or 80s maybe, like early 80s right like 1983 i think okay, this song wow. was written yeah i get that was and around so, so long you know <laughs> yeah those guys were just on the vanguard like honestly oh. they were really yeah so so i'm i'm gonna do a little bit of a poetry reading again mm. and it's it's gonna sound like a bit wordy for what we're talking about but it really there really isn't much to it and mm. she says she's finally discovered she's a he told her so and then just repeats that three times and then says come closer and i'll tell you come closer and i'll tell you come closer and i'll take off your dress i'll take off your dress i'll shake off your flesh and then just repeats shake off your flesh five times just increasingly and then repeats turn around turn around turn around and then we just repeats shake shake and then shake off your flesh shake off your flesh it's and it's what it's it's man it's wild. it is That's loaded. It's, yeah, it's it's really, it's like there's a, a, a you almost get this picture of a, a lady who's discovering her potential, but mm-hmm. then she comes across um, men who has who have power and who mm-hmm. want to exude a sexual power over this person, mm-hmm. and just and and sort of hits this terrible wall um of of uh, a barrier to her mm-hmm. sort of discovering what she's supposed to do kind of thing or, or going forwards or something like that yeah and it doesn't state any of that specifically but you get the right. you get a real sense of a predatory felt person um just absolutely taking advantage of, of a woman and the image of shaking off your flesh yeah oh my god that's the essence <laughs> of this episode a yes. phrase that yes, just exactly. has is imbued with so much meaning and and intrigue and 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 artistic sentiment yes. uh, and power, you know? Like that yeah. can that can that can follow you around for weeks, that kind of phrase. Oh yeah. It's very jarring. And mm. and 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 it's not and it's not even from the perspective of the victim, this song. Um no. it's not even the perspective. It's it's from it's the the person, the antagonist saying, Come closer and I'll take off your dress and I'll shake off your flesh. Like I will yeah, do this. Right. And it's yep. and it's and then of course the way Kim Gordon sings it, she's got yep. a very atonal, direct, aggressive and poetic delivery. It's mm. it's so powerful. And then like most of the whole song is just her saying shake off your flesh or just repeating shake, shake over and over again. And it oh. is oh man. And yeah. and again that word shake, like the it's like this the it comes from that phrase, shake off your flesh, but then it's you imagine somebody shaking as well. Yeah, shaking with fear, 
you know, yes, uh, trembling, but also like let's shake baby, like dancing, but it's but, oh, you know, in yeah. the traditional meaning, but but not in oh, this man. sense, so, yeah, you know, never thought of that. Yeah, and yeah. the EP is called the, "Confusion the... Is Sex," and it's yes, it, oh, oh yeah, man. yeah, lots of meaning. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 awesome, and and again, like it, it's it's really just these these few words that that make up the bulk of the song. Yeah. Um. And yeah, there's nothing in the song. There's nothing super specific about about a um a situation, but you sort of definitely get this sort of boss employee kind of vibe and. Yeah. Even though it's not stated, you get really, I get a really clear picture of what kind of situation is being um, sung about. Yeah. The essence of this episode, the ability to tell a story, paint a picture, um, convey emotions and emotional situation, make a statement by just a word, a phrase that, 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 that is. That is uh, wonderful. That is a wonderful ability, and I, I can I don't I don't know the song, but I'm I can yeah. hear Kim Gordon's atonal delivery and the noise rock surrounding it, and the yeah. repetitive phrasing is loaded. Oh yeah, like, and plus it, cool. it plus it builds and builds with intensity and aggression as well as the song goes through. It's it's not like one of those later kind of more jangly, cruisy yeah. Sonic Youth ones. It's it's really intense. I love it. Yep. Nice one. Can't wait to get into that. Listen to that song. Yeah. Yep. My, my second song is uses a similar principle to Milo. Like I, like I, I mentioned, yep. Mm-hmm. but it's at the yeah. other end of the emotional spectrum. So this yep. song is also a five word song. It's wow. built around uh, a phrase. It simply says, I can't do without you. Oh, it's from the prolific and brilliant Canadian electronic producer, Dan Snaith, who records under a few different monikers, but his most famous is under Caribou. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got a couple of his records. Um, and this was, well, it's a massive streamer. It's a massive single. It was a ma- It's a massive um, earworm. Um, uh, it comes from his sixth album. But this is a wonderfully warm, tender-hearted, and joyous song. And it manages yeah. to convey a full spectrum of sentiment as it swirls around this one wonderful sentiment uh, of, I can't do without you. Mm. The, you know, the production provides this variation. So it it's an electronic, it's a dance track, but it's electronic, right? So it, it actually yeah. starts with this iced out, quiet beats. And then, and it sw- has this swelling burst of warmth as it gets into the track. And also plays with changes in dynamic, like you're saying, changes in dynamic with volume dipping and rising and beats diving yeah. and dropping. Yep. And you know, and that gives space for the words, different words, different parts of this phrase to come forward. This is the essence of what this sort of the, how these words are activated, right? Because if it yeah. was just the words being said, it, it'd be no no sort of impact. But it's that yeah. relationship between the word or the words that are said over and over again. And then how the music changes around it. Yes, correct. And that, and he does something beautiful. Caribou does something beautiful in this where um, he has a section where the words repeat on 
I can't do with. So with is like he's snipped mm. without. So you, it's about to say, I can't do without you. But he's like, I can't do with, I can't do with. Uh, and it repeats can't on that. And it sounds like the mm. vocals are, are slowed down, you know, and they're a counterpoint to the falsetto or the full phrase. And and it kind of made me think of the angel and the devil on the shoulder, you know, I can't do with <laughs> oh, yeah, I right. can't do with you. I can't, you know, you can't live with them. You can't live without them. I can't do with, yeah. I, can't do, I can't do without you. I don't know. That just yeah. kind of came to it's me. Like phrase, mm. It's like taking the same phrase. It's like taking the same phrase and chopping it so that it means something totally different. Yeah. And it swirls around and then, you know, it all provides these different lenses which with which the listener experiences these same five words. I can't yes. do that. But at the end, you're left with, like I said, this beautiful, warm-hearted, tender, joyous feeling of, you know what? I can't do without you. And it's just mm. a, a, a ripper of a song that says a lot with five words. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's great. I'm glad you mm. found some electronic ones that 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 were were good because I, I I looked at electronic because that was my first thought and thinking, yeah, electronic electronic music has a lot of repetition and I sort of thought you know yeah but it's all a bit it's all just a bit like an like a like a different instrument to me so maybe I just didn't hit yeah. upon the right ones perhaps. No, I did feel like I was cheating a little bit. I went, I went well, that's what that's what's come nah, to me. Man. So I went with it. You know, you think of that song, um, I See You Baby Shaking That Ass. I see you, baby, shaking that ass. And it just <laughs> yeah. says that. Like, well, that's, that's the sort of thing. That, again, yeah. right? But that's electronic music yeah. just trying to make a point, you know? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, but there's no, there's little nuance. And the ones that you've explained, there's, there's nuance in both of those, which is great. I liked what they did with that simple phrase. Yeah. Well, my third song is by Björk. And it's from... What? A her... surprise that Björk makes a feature. <laughs> I know how thought? unlike me. How unlike me. Unwrap the of Bjork for us. We love it. We I love did. It. I did. Incredible. Um, I did resist. Try try to resist um, putting stuff in that I mentioned ad nauseum. But this one's just this this song knocked my socks off for years. This one's off her third album um, called Homogenic, and it's the the third song on her third album. And again, bit of a poetry reading for you here, man. But like I'm loving this. Bear with yeah. me. It's only yep. it's only Share. seven lines or six this lines. This is what I'm here for. Like okay, it goes, um, and and also imagine Bjork singing it too, right? Yeah. With her amazing affectations and just these just sort of lilting quirky delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this one's a bit more straight up, but yeah. Um, it says, "While you are away, my heart comes undone. It slowly unravels in a ball of yarn. The devil collects it with a grin." our love in a ball of yarn and he'll never return it and when you come back we'll have to make new love and that's it it's just repeated that's that those few lines are repeated over and over again it it sort of drops you a bit you're like and and the devil's going to take the the love like a ball of yarn and he'll never return it and you're like oh man what and it's like so something's happened back we'll have to make new love so it's kind of like it's like she she misses this person so much that yeah. that it's almost like the love kind of she it, she can't grasp it. It's not tangible anymore, yeah. and it's gone. But then, like when this person comes back, it's like she's in love for the first time all over again. 
and it's that just magic. repeated and overlaid and there's like almost like a call response type thing as well where you can hear her sort of overlaying her own vocals where it's where it's when it says when you come back we'll have to make new love you can almost hear it coming from sort of from different places and it's just lovely and ethereal and unlike a lot of her other stuff especially in her early career where it's quite boppy and quite electronic mm. this one's very very sparse and very gentle and the vocals pretty much drive this entire song and there's no beat really and so it's it's very um spacious and beautiful this one i imagine the artist and it takes courage to just write down these words yeah give birth to this song and say that's it that's it you know to resist <laughs> the, the power is in what you get what what is left out do you know what yes. i mean yes yes exactly the urge to embellish resist the urge to overindulge or to feel the pressure to to conform to all right verse song structure song craft whatever it's like nah this is my art, this is what has come out and I've given birth to these lines and this is yeah. what I'm playing within this song. This is what this song needs. That, yes. That's and a it's, beautiful artistic courage, I think. Absolutely. And and like Miles My, Davis apparently once said about what distinguishes truly great music, it's not the notes you play but the notes you don't play. Yeah. Yes. And L yeah. Lisa Simpson quoted that too when she was when ah. she was playing some jazz with Bleeding Gums. She is a smart and philosophical young uh, nine-year-old saxophone player, isn't she, Lisa Simpson? <laughs> she sure is. Eternally uh, a child. Yeah, that's great. I can't wait to hear that song. Yep. It's beautiful. That is, that is beautiful. beautiful. The next song is one of is one that in my heart of hearts, I think I'd like played at my funeral. Keep that in wow. mind if I go before you, my friend. Well, you're on record um, now. Yeah, it really is. I've said this to my wife before when we've had these kind of car discussions when you're driving somewhere and you these are the discussions that I like to to ponder. I like these uh, sorts of discussions too. Yeah. 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 Um in a non-morbid way, in a realistic uh celebratory yeah. celebration of life way. This so yeah. when I was just uh, saying speaking to the 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 impact and the meaning of the song more than anything. Correct. And this is a simple song and okay. it says so much. Uh, when I was at high school, I had a poster of Evan Dando on my wall, Evan Dando oh. of the Lemonheads. He, yes. well, I thought he was the coolest guy, the most handsome guy, the most talented indie singer songwriter man. And I just wanted to be him um, yep. for sure. This is the follow-up to the big breakout album which was, I don't know, a number into their career, which was It's a Shame About Ray and had the cover of Mrs. Robinson on it, which yeah, I fell yeah. in love with. And it's one of the greatest albums of all time, yeah. in my opinion. But this is the, the big follow-up, and the album's called Come On, Feel the Lemonheads. This is a great single. It's called Into Your Arms. And again, saying so much with so little. It's just two chords and the truth. This is what it says. Yeah. I know a place where I can go when I'm alone. Into your arms. I know a place that's safe and warm from the crowd into your arms. And if I should fall, I know I won't be alone anymore. That's it. Wow. It's open hearted. It's yearning. It's warm and embracing. Um, it, it has some repetition and it lets the, yep. the, the song, the song craft and the singer use all the song, song singers skills to deliver. 
So it has great uses of, of woes. Um, it lifts and surges. It has a cool little mini guitar freak out and this great kind of slow down ending. But um, I just love Evan Dando's great ability to turn. It's essentially an outline of a song or a sketch of a song yeah. or, or an idea yeah. of a song. And he turns it into this something that's fully realized. And I just think that this song is, is a mm. rare thing of beauty. my mind uh you know i know a place where i go when i'm into your arms it could be a loved one a lover friends family god the universe anything i just love the sentiment of people and community and being with one-on-one with someone that you care about into your arms beautiful i love it oh man and so does he like does he switch up the lyrics at all and or just repeat the same lyrics a couple of times that that is all the words that are in it but sometimes um you know he'll say into your arms whoa into your arms you know okay so that like it's literally just those just just said once with a bunch of instrumentation around it and then a few a few of those lines punctuating the rest of the song he repeats the verse. So again, doesn't like okay. the Ramones, okay. uh, a second verse, gotcha. same as the first. That's it. Oh, copy, paste, copy, man. paste. Bridge. So good. Solo, out. Because that's yeah, all, just, because sometimes that's all that needs to be said. That's, oh, thank you. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah. Again, the courage to just go, that's it. That's, that's all I want to say. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and, and any more words will muddy the waters. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be too much. And Any more like, words will muddy the waters. It would be yeah. too much. Yeah. Yep. And that's the thing. Like as, as, a, as a painter, you've got to know when to stop. It's too easy to overdo a painting and it's too easy to, to over blend things or, or to overwork it. It's so easy to do that. And I reckon it must be the same with, with certain songs. Certain songs need simplicity or yep. you've overworked it. You've overcooked it. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And the longer you work it, you know, you change, you're changing. So it's a different you trying to, trying to deliver the same art, but then you're trying to make a different song. No, nip it in the bud, cut it off, finish the artwork, release it into the world. That's it. Encapsulate that time. Move on to the next thing. Yes. Yes. Well, I've got an, I've got another song for you. Now I wanted to talk about this song. And the reason that I'm not going to talk about this song is because we've talked about this song on a relatively recent episode. Okay. Everything in its right place by Radiohead. Oh, oh thank you. One of These my are the favorite lyrics. songs of all time. It's so yep. good. Yep. Everything in its right place. Yesterday I woke up sucking on a lemon. There are two colors in my head. What? What is that you tried to say? That's it. Just mixed up, squiggled around back and forth 
different effects on the voice. And I was like, wow, yeah, this is perfect for this song. But I thought, no, hang on, hang on. We've talked about this kind of recently, actually. So I think, and then I started reflecting on Radiohead and I thought, you know, these guys are actually the kings of this. These guys are incredibly good at a, a small collection of lines that just smack you in the face. Like 2 plus 2 is 5 um, or Sit Down, Stand Up from Hail to the Thief, both of those songs. Yeah. Or Good Morning, Mr. Magpie and yeah. Feral from King of Limbs. These are all songs that have like hardly any lyrics and pack a punch. But the one Masters. I'm going to talk about. Okay. Yeah, they are. The one I'm going to talk about is from Amnesiac and it's called Pact with a P-A-C-K-T, Pact, like sardines in a crushed tin box. <laughs> yes. I love the spellings and stuff, right? It's so good. Oh. Even the title with those shortened and misspelled lyrics is so poignant and meaningful just in the title. But these are the lyrics. After years of waiting, nothing came. And as your life flashed before your eyes, you realize I'm a reasonable man. Get off my case. And <laughs> that's it. that's it and think about that particular song how impactful it is and it struck me as to how little lyrics there were and i thought there were more i thought oh yeah there's probably a couple yep. more i'm like oh no that's it and because I, I was i was gonna choose that song and thought yeah perfect and then i started writing out the lyrics and went oh man there's even less than that's I it thought. <laughs> he hammers on or repeats the get off my yes. case a fair bit, which yes. is get what a sentiment off, for off, any person at any stage case. of their life, you know, exactly. whatever that can have different meanings and is a loaded statement. But yeah, what a song. Yes. I have, oh, actually, no, there was, even, there was some more actually it goes and, um, and he, there was another one who says there's one little line that he changes up actually further on. Okay. I remember, remembered writing, I wrote this down and it says, there's one more one that says, and you realize you're looking in, looking in the wrong place. And that's, there's one extra, one time where he changes up the lyric to that. And that was it. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I love Radiohead with all of my heart. Oh, good. So, I can't believe they didn't factor into my, they didn't bubble to the surface, but everything you're saying makes absolute sense and captures exactly yes. what I was trying to ponder, what I was pondering actively yeah. in, in, yes. in thinking about this subject. Yeah, brilliant. And, brilliant. and because the music continues to develop and continues to develop around that repeated lyric, get off, get off my case. And it's, and even like they're in that, they're in that time where they're heavily starting, you know, distorting and putting effects on vocals and stuff like yep. that too. And like right at the end where he says, get off my case. And that, that, that whole um, yep. the vocal is starting to fuzz out and everything like that. It's just so um, packed with symbolism and meaning, even within that repeated lyric. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy we talked about, 
Sonic Youth, and I'm so happy we talked about Radiohead. <laughs> I it didn't even come into my mind, but I love when we open this door. I'm like, yes, thank you. This is exactly. <laughs> I was battling with myself because I'm like, man, am I that predictable? <laughs> no, but it's just perfect. Yeah, but even the Bjork thing. Yes, mm. we know you love Bjork, but I want yeah. a friend to open the door and unravel the mysteries yes. of Bjork. Like that is yeah, that. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, good stuff. Um. My last song that I have to talk about um, is from one of my beloved artists that I follow called Beck. We all know and love Beck. Oh, yeah. And and this is from a fantastic movie um, called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's a soundtrack. It's a song that he recorded for that soundtrack. And it's I a cover. I did not even realize that no, Beck I, had I knew put that... a song on Eternal Sunshine. It's it's the kind of soundtrack that has a lot of score on it. I think the polyphonic spree are on it and ELO or something and Beck and then there's a lot of right. score. Um yeah. anyway. The, plus the, it's the written song... by plus it's written by um Charlie Kaufman, so incredible writer and directed by Michel Gondry. Michel Gondry. What a movie. It's okay. Such we're not a, a we're not a, we're, we're not a movie podcast, but we could very well go down a big <laughs> do a whole episode on that one easily. But, Go and do yourself a favor if you haven't seen uh, Jim Carrey, uh, Kate Winslet uh, in that incredible movie. The song um, is a cover by this early 80s UK band. I don't even know who they are. They had this song. The song is called Everybody's Gotta Learn Sometime. Um, The the song was a hit in the 80s. I don't know it. I didn't know it. I just know this because I'm a big fan of Beck, and and this is a song that bubbled to the surface. So um, it's a six-minute track. Yeah. With 24 words. What? And the words, the words are this. Change your heart. Look around you. Change your heart. It will astound you. I need your loving like the sunshine. Everybody's got to learn sometime. That's it. Oh, man. This, this is like there's, some, there's something twigging off in my subconscious. I think I know this song. Yeah, look, it's probably one of those ones that gets played on the radio or your parents played it or it's been on movie soundtracks or something. Yeah. It, was, it was, and it's been covered a lot, this song, apparently. Yeah, I, right. Again, I only know it because I'm a, a fan of Beck and this is this what popped up into my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it sounds a lot like Air, like the French band Air. Oh, yeah. So the production, it's early 2000s, I think, and uh, you know, 2004, something like that. I forget when the movie uh-huh. came out, but, you know, it has that – um, meandering electronic piano, mm. you know, intro with the vocals right up close. And then, it, yeah. and then there's a lot of effects and it plays out. So it's six minutes and it repeats, yep. it's quite repetitive. Um, mm. and just like the movie, the production has some weirdness, which is also very Beck, but also very, yeah, you know, appropriate for this movie. There's this sort of psychedelic bridge has various effects and fuzzed out guitar lines and stuff, but cool. Overall, it, it's quite a stripped back. Uh, even after I've said that, it is quite stripped back. The intro is just electric piano and Beck's voice close up on the mic, which gives it this wonderful, intimate, intimate. feeling. Yes, his voice is in mournful Beck mode, not hipster Beck mode. It's just him <laughs> and the piano. Yeah. There's beautiful yeah. accompaniment by strings and this warm bass line and some other delicate instrumentation. It's quite stripped back, quite seventies feeling. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the, it just allows the lyrics that get repeated. Like that's quite a stark statement to make change your yeah. heart, change your heart. Look around yeah. you, change your heart. It will astound you like, okay. Uh, I need your loving, like the sunshine. Great metaphor. Great. metaphor. Yeah. And yeah. then just that one throwaway line. It's almost like, 
throwaway line. Everybody's got to learn sometime. Shrug of the shoulders, arms right. Everybody's got to yeah. learn sometime. Mm, mm. What does that mean? And it just, I used the phrase merry-go-rounded in my head earlier in the episode today, but same with this one. This just merry-go-rounds in my head in a wonderful way. It says a yeah. lot. It's almost like a self-help manual or some kind of, you know, inspirational, motivational kind of self-work, but then it's like poetry and I, yeah. I, it's it's interesting and confusing to me, but I love yeah. it. Yeah, and, and also it. a little a little maybe like a little offhanded and sort of almost tossing away the lines, but the lines are also meant to be impactful. Change your heart. I get the feeling that the original uh, writer of this song might have had the music and just kind of last minute threw some stuff on paper and maybe he was uh-huh. reading some inspirational stuff and just, you know, maybe. early 80s, late, so just kind of, this is yeah, what yeah. came out. So you're right, yeah. it does feel very offhanded, but super loaded. <laughs> so it's not... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Great song. No, I just sort of mean as well because it's, it's sung so casually. Yeah, yeah. It's sung so casually, and that, I think, reflects the author's creative process here, potentially. He hasn't overthought mm. it. Yes. They, I think it's a he. I think it was a, a, a duo or something, but, you know, I, he hasn't overthought it, but he's written these lines down that are quite powerful, loaded, inspiring. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so... Yeah, this one rattled like around it. my head. It's a great track. It's worth six minutes of your day, 24 words. That'll uh, that'll keep you going. Simple songs that say so much. And that's it. Like, it's, you know, let's let's face it. It's it's six minutes just to try something like that. It sounds, you know, give it a try, listener. It, um, it's, it's great. The, the next one I've got is not six minutes. It's, it's actually not even just a song, but it's kind of like a practice that a particular band has. And I want to talk about Sigur Rós. Sigur Rós? Sigur Rós? I don't know how to say Listen, it. Listen, a band that is critically acclaimed and everyone loves that I've never got into, but I get it. I get it. Continue. They're, they're pretty great. They, mm. in, in, a lot of their so- in a lot of their songs, they speak a language that sounds like Icelandic, but actually they're speaking a language called Vonlenska which translates to Hopelandic, if you want to say it in English. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hopelandic. So kind of Icelandic, like, but kind of not? Well, Hopelandic. The word yeah. hope is in there, right? And so it's yeah. like there's no there's no consistent syntax or any sort of semiotic kind of meaning in the words. In other words, it's gibberish that they're singing. They're I not really singing a language. Me. Yeah. and It's a made-up it language. Like, yes, it, it's a made-up language, but it is sung. And there is like a, a semi-consistency to it. You know, it's not like they've written it down like like J. 
J.R.R. Tolkien's written like Elvish or something like that. And there's right, like, it's a right. proper language and everything like that. Yes. It's, I think it's in some ways using a voice a bit like an instrument or another layer, but yeah. in a much more intentional way, rather than like, um, it's, I think it has intent in and meaning to it without necessarily using words. So it's a bit cheeky, I guess, of me to put this in there because it's not really words. It's not like using few words, but they, I mean, they, they are words, you know? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. just not, it's conveying they don't have intention. Inherent... Yes. It's conveying emotion and, and yes. conveying a message. Yes. That is, that is, uh, imbued into the delivery rather than the grammatical understanding of the syntax of the words or yeah. something. It's there's something exactly. else happening here. And yeah. so, like on on there's an album. Uh, it's just the title is just two pairs of brackets, like parentheses. Yeah. Just and that's all. That's the, that's the title of the album, and it's it originally had like a blank white cover. Um, and there's a song on that which just the the word to you is said over and over again. It's not a word, it's just just the word that, a that, they've, that they've said, a vocalization they've said over and over again. And the way that that's just repeated it over and over again, and the, the way the song builds and stuff like that. And again, there's lots and lots of different words that they're putting in there yeah. um, that have a direct effect and I think a direct artistic intention by the band. Um, but apparently this, this album had a booklet that came with it um, but the booklet was totally white, like the cover, and totally blank. And oh, apparently man. it said that the listener can just note their own meanings into the blank pages. I love hectic artistic ideas like this. This always captures my yeah. imagination. I love it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, I, I reckon it's a lot like um, like abstract paintings, you know? like Yeah. I think people who don't understand art or that don't understand paintings, they're always looking for what an abstract painting looks like they look they yep. check out a kandinsky or something like that and they go oh that's a bunny rabbit and it's like yeah. no yeah tell me what to think just tell me what to feel yeah yes yeah and 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 like the seeking figuration in something that's abstract and i think mm. it's sometimes important to look at something for the form or the color or the 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 composition that it has and appreciate for appreciate it for itself and yes. not the something else that it resembles and i reckon sigur rose is like this and i think you know for that matter instrumental coming back to instrumental music yeah instrumental music is like this but i think like even something like phantomus by with mike Patton and and um dave lombardo from slayer and and the, and the melvin's guitarists that crazy stuff has vocalizations as well that isn't yep. words, words, but it has a very, very direct effect on how you understand it. Yeah. It's it's crazy scattered scattered words that sorry sounds that are coming from a human mouth. Yeah, but they're not exactly words. That's why I didn't include it in this because Sigaros makes sounds that are like words, whereas Mike Patton's just making sounds that are just random vocalizations I, yeah, almost yeah. almost like sound effects you know whereas cigarettes are making up words i love how you started our episode about <laughs> songs that don't have many lyrics with so, with no with songs that have no lyrics and yeah. at the end songs that have no words it's like uh <laughs> yeah but, songs that have words but they were not words 
yeah, yeah. I love how I hadn't thought about that. How you've compared abstract art appreciation to Sigur Rose's work, and it's abstract music appreciation. Like that's yes. that's a, that's really interesting to me. And I, 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 I and as I was thinking about this, it, it that's what struck me. I was like, they've these are words. But they're hmm. words without meaning. They're words without an inherent meaning in the word, word itself. But yeah. that they are creating meaning from the sound of the word and the way, that, you know, like that old thing where you've got two shapes. One is a squiggly shape and one is a, a sharp looking spiky shape. And yeah. one shape, and you ask people, is this which shape is called booba and which shape is called kiki? Yes. And <laughs> most people will choose the rounded shape as booba and the spiky yes. shape as kiki. And it's oh, like words yeah. themselves, like the sound of words, yeah, has like a meaning in itself. Um almost. You know what I mean? Like a lot of yeah. swear words are sharp. Yes. Sounding. Like they've got percussive sounds. Yeah. Think about bo- body language is a language without words, but it conveys meaning. You can speak it, yes. right? Yeah. So that's a visual yeah. form of what Sigur Rose is singing. Oh, yeah, like nice. That. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, I get it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Oh, nice uh, tale to the episode there. That was, yeah, that that was fascinating good, stuff. Um, I have a fact of the week. Are we ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Hit me. Listen to this because I found this fascinating. The song You Suffer by English grindcore band Napalm Death from the band's debut studio album Scum in 1987 has a song that is precisely 1.316 seconds long. What? Yep. The track holds... Listen to this. You can go to your streaming service of choice and hear it now. 1.3 seconds. Yes, the song is You Suffer by the band Napalm Death. The track currently holds the world record for the shortest recorded song, right? The official official four-word lyrics to the song are You Suffer, But Why? And when you hear the song, we'll play it now. That has four words in it that say You Suffer, But Why, according to the four-word lyrics. Wow. Um, they, the band elaborates. They say, You Suffer was largely a comedy thing, one second long, utterly, they use the word retarded. We don't use that word these days. It's ridiculous, but it was hilarious. We played that song in front of 30 local kids like every weekend. We played that song 30 <laughs> times. It was a laugh. Um, and get this. All right, last last bit to this wonderful story. In 1989, You Suffer appeared on one side of a seven-inch single given away for free with copies of a compilation album called Grind Crusher. The song on the other side of the seven inch single was called Mega Armageddon Death Part Three by the Electro Hippies. <laughs> also lasts approximately one second, making the disc the shortest single ever released. Each side features yeah. one groove, just one <laughs> singular groove at the outer edge of the disc <laughs> containing the music, and the rest of the service has etching. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? That is hilarious. Oh, I love it. Hats off to you, Napalm Death. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. It, it wouldn't uh, even go the full length of the of the 
the record? Did it go maybe a quarter of the turn what, or something? Once, I don't know. Yeah, like like three quarters of one seven inch groove, the radius. Yeah, of one, yeah. Anyway, go. I love it. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Apparently, they made a film oh. clip for the single as well. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh. I so like once it. again, I like it. Taking taking an idea like that and just taking it right to the nth degree. Beautiful. Nth degree. I love it. And just for, for shits and giggles, here is that song again. 1.316 seconds of Napalm Death. <laughs> Listeners, I hope Beautiful. you enjoyed today's episode. That was Songs That Say A Lot By Not Saying Much. Uh, what songs did we miss? What are your favorites? Hit us up. What are the greatest songs that you know that have a, a small amount of lyrics? Hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us an email at supersonicchat at gmail.com. And making this podcast is a big bunch of fun for us, and we get a kick out of hearing from you. So send us your love via a podcast review. That's uh, five stars and a lovely message just to let you know. Um, and it warms the cockles of our hearts. So you can help your friends warm the cockles of their ears, if that's a thing that can happen, by <laughs> telling them about our podcast so they can hear our lovely dulcet tones. <laughs> Thank you, Leon. Thank you, listeners. That was another episode of Supersonic Chat. Supersonic Chat.